Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast. This is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. I'm Rick. I got Jake back in the house. Hey, hey. Thanks for coming back out, man. Last time you and I did the fog. Yes, yes. Uh, Today, you and I are going to be doing a 2008's Let the Right One In. So you had recommended this one. Yeah, and I think we, this is a, what am I going to say about this movie? It is a vampire film, yeah. but it added something new to a pretty well played out genre. Yes, I you're absolutely correct on that, and I like when that happens. It's like um, uh, zombies are just so played out for me. So when you do something a little different, I'm like, okay, all right. You know, kind of, yeah, add a little uh, something new to it. Um, But uh, do you, before we kind of jump into this thing, do you want to do like a quick uh, synopsis? You want to let the audience know what what, what the Let let the Right One In is about? uh, Well, Let the Right One In, uh, like I said, 2008, takes place in a suburb of Stockholm. Uh, the story centers around 12-year-old Oscar, who is an outcast and a bullied kid. Uh, the plot thickens when a mysterious man and a young girl move into the apartment next door. And slowly but surely, we find out that something is rotten in Sweden. Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's right on the money. Um, before we start talking about it, we'll let everyone know there's going to be full spoilers. I will say this, man. Um, I watched this once before, um, and it was probably a while ago. Like, I don't know when. Let's just say 10 or so years ago. Eh, I wasn't, like, really into it. Then rewatching it again last night, and again, I, what I enjoy, I think, uh, I enjoy lots of things about this podcast, but what, now that I'm 50 and I'm, I'm looking at movies through a different lens, uh, an older... <laughs> a critical lens. An older, critical, blurry lens, because my eyesight is shit anymore, <laughs> um, and then I sit there and I, and I know we're going to do an episode on it. I get a cease. I get a look at a movie from it get a little differently. And when I rewatched this, I rewatched this last night. I actually quite enjoyed this movie um, more than I I did the the, the time before. Yeah. So and that's and that's a good thing for me. Um, that doesn't happen that often. Usually, it's I like it less. I'm like, hey, I remember this movie. I watch it. I'm like, God, this thing sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is definitely a good thing. Um, yeah, man, I I I, I quite enjoyed this uh, movie. Um, Swedish, so it's you know, um, so there is it's subtitled. Which honestly, the subtitles were. I've watched movies where the subtitles are kind of hard to read or there's just so much dialogue that I'm like, crap, I can't keep up. That's not the case with this. 
And this, that was where I made, where my mistake was this time. The second time around, I watched it. I watched the dubbed version. And my own American ethnocentrism kind of came into (laughs) it where I'm having a hard time following the plot because, uh, well, not a hard time following the plot, but I I just always feel like they do such a terrible job dubbing films. The, The tone of the voice of the recording doesn't, seem to match the tone of the film and everything uh, seems yeah. overly dramatic or that they're a commercial, you know, actors oh, yeah. selling detergent or something when they're <laughs> recording the dialogue. But you still get the gist of the movie and and it, it's still a great film. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you are right in the sense I I have watched, I'll watch, uh, you know, the ones with the subtitles and then I'll watch the dub version and it's bad. Like, I, I don't even know where they got the actor to, to do the voice, and it doesn't match. It's so terrible. Um, but I decided to do the um, I decided to do the, the subtitles, and I was fine with it. Like, there was maybe one or two times where I didn't quite, wasn't quite able to read everything, but I'd seen it before, so it's not like I'm missing anything, right? Yeah, like, and a lot of it, times, too, when I'm trying to read the dialogue at the bottom, I sometimes I really want to pay attention to the visuals, and yes. I really want to catch all the little things that they put in visually, but you can't do that when you're, or at least I can't do that when I'm reading the bottom of the screen. I'm the same way. I, I can't. It's hard for me to do two things at once, uh, and so um, what I, what I, I'll tell you what I, I liked about this movie it's funny it's it's very it's a very it feels dirty yes. it feels very i'm not saying that's a good thing what i what i uh, drab very drab very oh my god i mean i'm like i always thought sweden was a cool place to go visit and i'm like i don't never want to go here after seeing this movie yeah, it's this just on, so depressing and yeah. but at the same time visually it was it just looked really it looked really good to me, yes. even though everything felt again dirty and and just again dreary. And I mean, there was—I don't think—I don't even know if we saw the sun once in the movie. Um, everyone seemed again uh, just—I mean, even Ellie's character. It always seems like she had blood on her, or she was dirty, just dirty, Definitely. just uh, just grimy. It's like take a friggin' shower or yeah. something. Hair is greasy. The hair, like Oscar's hair, I wanted him to have like a a decent haircut. Nope. It was so just uneven and it was messed up all the time. He's <laughs> wanted got the to Swedish fi- version of the mullet happening, <laughs> which I think this does take place in the 1980s, right? It, it's it not, does it's, it? I'm oh. pretty sure. To, I don't see a cell phone, in, but I, I think it takes place in the 80s. So okay. you are dealing with a kid who probably just saw the Lost Boys and he's trying to do <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland's hair. But he, he can't be bothered to actually style it with mousse or anything. No, so it's just no. falling, you know, draped over his face. Yes. Um, real quick, Oscar, Ellie, how do you say it? Hakan? Hakan is like Ellie's... What 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 would you call him? He I is, think the vampire kids would call him a friendly. A friendly? Really? Right? Is that I a don't thing? Know, like caretaker? Friend, you know, I don't. I don't he know. does all the dirty work. Like he goes out and gets. I don't know. He 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 gets the blood. I guess for Absolutely. her because she cannot eat anything other than blood. Yes. I think she. There was a scene where he gave her a piece of candy and she was throwing it up. Yeah. I just. There hmm. are two. There are two of those scenes where she. Where you kind of. It, they they show you what happens when a vampire eats something other than yeah. blood. Yeah. And the other scene, which this is jumping ahead, but I one of my favorite scenes in this film 
is when he asks her what happens if you come into my house oh, without yeah. permission yeah. and she shows him and I thought that was a really great thing. So. Well that, that that really kind of plays to the, the you know the 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 title of the movie let the right one in it's 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 like it, it it it's a myth right like the vampire has to be invited into the home right you know and so you and know, you can read it different ways too you know it's about let the right person in is this Oscar letting the right you know love interest into his life into his little or world yeah from her perspective she needs a caretaker in one way they don't really establish why she needs it because obviously if you see the film you know that she's capable of you know getting her own yes yeah uh, but it could be very well that from her perspective let the right person she needs a friendly she needs a handler and and she's mm debating you know whether or not to let oscar in so it's funny man because you you and i before we started the episode you were telling me your kind of idea you know your theory here and it sounds awesome and i didn't even honestly i didn't even think about it i just your question to me was before we started was you know what did you take from the movie that i maybe didn't take the first time I watched it and I just I felt like there was this really kind of cool love story that was happening between Oscar and Ellie and I, I think that was the that that's what I saw but you tell tell the tell the audience what you see because and I I'm think, like it sounds it actually is right on the money man I, well I think it's a good this what your takeaway from this one you could see it as a you know a coming of age fairy tale if you're one thing, but it's, I think it's a really good litmus test for a person's own cynicism. And that is that, is this a sweet story about a boy that falls in love with a vampire and the vampire falls in love with him back and they, you know, go off right off into the sunset on a train somewhere or are what we watching, which I mean, we established that she has a, a handler, a caretaker, a person that goes and kills people and brings her blood. Second time around, I watched this, I realized what I really think is that she, Oscar, the boy, is actually just the new Hakan. And I thought back, you know, was Hakan a 12-year-old boy that she seduced in one way or another in some other decade someplace else? Uh, are what we, is what we're watching just the beginning of her next handler? Yeah. And kind, then, kind of like a courtship. Exactly. You know, she's, she's courting him to be, because we know, we know Hakan is, is older we he he looks tired he's sloppy yeah, he like gets sloppy so yeah. so there's the, the one of the first one of the first kills at the very beginning he seems so careless like yeah. this was literally out in the open there was lights everywhere i know it was snowing but it it looked like a an area where people would go on walks and i obviously it was it was because you know after he you know, he hangs up, he, he, I don't know, he drugs the guy, he hangs him up upside down, he cuts his throat to get the blood, and then a dog rolls up, right. and I'm like, dude, where are you doing this? Like, to me... And at the same time, he has to go where there are people, otherwise he's not sure. going to find people to kill. Absolutely, but I, it just, it seemed to me that he was, he's been doing this for a long time for her, and he just... He's careless. He probably just doesn't want to do it anymore. Maybe subconsciously he's just done. He's, he's done. He's ready to slip up and get caught. And, and So, and then we're going to jump around a little bit because before I lose a thought, I want to bring it up. Do you think, I that you think that, that Ellie at, 
basically seduced him, Hakan, when he was 12 or whatever he was. And they were, is it possible they were lovers? Because, because there's a, there's a, there's a point a little, a little, uh, into the movie where he goes to Ellen and he says, just please don't hang out with him tonight where yes. it feels like it's, it's torture for him to see her with him. Could be. And so were they were they lovers? Like be? that would be really interesting to to think that Hakan was a twelve year old kid that fell in love with this twelve year old girl, and he grew up, and she did not. Yeah. And now he is, which is another way of looking at this. Like I, there, are, if I'm trying to pick themes out of this, like abuse, obviously, is a huge theme. There, are, you know pedophilia but also the difference in power dynamics because you see a, an old man with a young girl and you think oh he's disgusting yeah but really yeah. the power dynamic is completely flipped on this she's the oh, one yeah. with all the power absolutely and he yeah. serves her and then you see you see the same thing happening could oscar actually be the new version of him that that comes through and again she's seducing him yeah but there's you know a lot of this stuff going on if you're if you're trying to the, to play the game where you're what's the story about and then what's the story really about yeah yeah and you have to kind of fill those holes with your own imagination and all, for me anyway it gets pretty disturbing when you start to do that yeah but i think you're i mean you're on to something man because i you know i i didn't even think about it and now you're talking about it I mean, you know, the, the, the part of me wants to go, no, you know, that, you know, that they're in love with each other, but it's like, well, then, then reality sits in, well, she's, first of all, she's a vampire and she's probably, they never say her age, but you know, what are we saying? A couple yeah. hundred years old? I mean, I could be, it's what, what does he say? It's like, she's 12 years old, but I've been 12 for a really long time. For a time. long yeah. time, yeah. And so it's like, okay, so yeah, let's just say, I mean, and then doing that for, let's just say it's 300, let's just throw 300 out. Let's say it's 300 years. Sure. Doing this, how many different handlers has she had over 300 years? You know, and it what- It could be a lot. Yeah, and it was, it was the same as Oscar. Like, you know, we, we know Hakan has to be replaced and so is Oscar, yeah. And when you look at it that way, kind of sucks it's kind of sad man it's you like think about it too yeah it, he there would have had to be some kind of emotional investment on his part for her otherwise he could have just walked out the door someday during the daytime taken off and left yeah right? yeah so there was a reason that hakan stuck around to help her and maybe that's exactly what it was i i definitely noticed that this time around i watched it much more cynically from a much more cynical perspective than i did yeah. the first time i didn't i i i you know i i watched it from this kind of love story perspective like i, I understand she's a vampire i understand she has to you know there has to be victims and she has to feed and there are going to be you know casualties along the way but i but i really the the fact that oscar is this just kind of loner and he's bullied and and yeah. here she comes and and there was this connection and they just seemed to hit it off immediately and that's what i jumped on to i understand all this other stuff is happening but that was i guess that was that that love and i typically don't do that yeah. that's the thing but it it really roped me in yeah, like, you, see you know boy and girl in a movie and you think okay there there's going to be some kind of romance there yeah. at some point you, two characters like that but even Oscar, I see Oscar completely differently this time around than I did the first time. I saw him as the loner. I felt sorry for him. Mm -hmm. This time I'm watching it and I realize that Oscar's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> he's 
he, there's a lot of violence inside yeah. of Oscar. Like, I, I see Oscar yeah. now and I just think school shooter. He's going to be a school shooter. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, he's really into true crime and he's not like, he you is, know, a yeah. suburban housewife into true crime. He's into yeah. collecting, you know, articles and has a scrapbook. You know, he carries a knife around with him and mm-hmm. he starts fantasizing with the tree, like squeal like a pig and, you know, stabbing yeah. the tree. So he fantasizes about doing violence. He's just too small to carry it out. He's too weak. Yeah, yeah. And he gets bullied quite a bit um, with, uh, I forget, the. there was a group of three. They're, they're his school chums. <laughs> One is definitely the leader. I don't remember this kid's name. Um, and he was He was good. I, he was good. He, he was good. Um, the other two were, they're, they're reluctant on any time, you know, Oscar is being bullied. They're just like, God, you know, they either don't want to do it or it's like, okay, well, that's enough already. And they... Yeah. And they take, you know, and, and the, the, the one main kid takes always seems to take it to the extreme. And and so it's, you know, and, and I think what I like about Ellie is she's 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 trying to give Oscar this confidence that you need to stick up for yourself. Yes. You need, yeah. And, you know, and so hit. it's. She tells him, hit back. Hit back. It won't stop until you hit back. And, 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 and honestly, I mean, she's right. Yeah. It's un, it's un, you know what, man. What I had found, I was thinking about this last night because I, I don't want to say everyone has been bullied, but I, I know a lot of people have been bullied. I remember being bullied when I was uh, when I was younger, and I want to say it was maybe like middle school. You know, at that time, I was moving around a lot, so I think I went to like several. I think within a span of six years, I went to six schools. So I was always the new kid, and I hated being the new kid. And I, I just so I get. I was kind of like a loner as well because every time it was like, okay, every year is a new school and I'm trying to make friends, but it's hard to make friends because they're already established with other people. Yeah, and kids are dicks. And the kids are, they're fucking assholes, man. And so I, you know, last night watching this, I kind of put myself in Oscar's shoes a little bit. Sure. I was that loner at 12 or 13. I wasn't carrying a knife around. I sure in the hell wasn't hanging out with a vampire. But, yeah. but you know, it... I think I think my point was is that I, I what what this movie did well for me the second time around was I can relate and when I when I can relate to something that you're doing then you have me and sure. that's and I you know and so I think that was my my ultimate point with that is I I've, I've been there and I think a lot of us have been there and some of us won't admit it but we've, we've all been, been bullied and we've, and, and we've seen it if we even if we haven't even if we weren't someone who got bullied or somebody who might have taken part in some bullying we know this story we we yeah. we've seen enough of it in yeah. movies like you understand the concept of a bully to be able to at least imagine what's going on for this kid and how difficult his life must be and from being a broken you know his parents are divorced yes um his mom you know we don't get a lot of her i think a lot of what we do get with her she seems kind of that we get one scene when they're brushing their teeth and they that was get, the yeah that the was one. the one part but every other and you get one you know well a couple of scenes with his dad where he yeah. bonds with his parents but yeah i think for the most part the adults in this movie are almost the what do you what would you call it the enablers of all the horrible things that are going on yeah, in, yeah. in this movie they all of the adults kind of they're they're distant. They're distraught. They're yeah. disengaged from the kids. You know. Yeah. I. I mean. I. 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 I think so. I think you know his relationship with his dad. We get a little bit that you know he seems to love his dad, but then there's also something that happens where he feels I think a bit uncomfortable, sure. and so then that that kind of changes that dynamic with his father, and and then the mom always 
seems to be working. <laughs> she seems to work nights because Oscar always seems to be by himself at night, I think. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's it's Sweden, so I it obviously is winter because the yeah. whole place is covered in snow, which, uh, so he's outside a lot at night, and it's probably only, what, six or seven o'clock, probably, yeah, probably. right? So yeah, I, I don't yeah. see him being alone outside at midnight or anything. Yeah. But the I think that says a lot, too, about the, the, the way this movie is filmed and the environment that he's in it's very you know almost i don't want to say like communist it's just it's drab like we said before exactly and there's people living on top of one another and then you have kind of a courtyard and the building doesn't have much personality or any kind of artistic flair to it it's very much like a housing project yep and he comes out and it's cold it's old it's run down not very well maintained um, but in the same sense, the lighting that they use is they use warm lighting. Yes. So yeah. they, they light it warmly, and which makes, and this was the big thing that I noticed when I watched it this last time, is how much the color red pops. Yes. So I, anytime you see a red sweater or you see the blood on her face, yep. like red is a color that I constantly noticed has a significance around her. Buildings, the decor, everything is beige, brown, grays. A lot of muted colors. You're absolutely right, man. Like, yeah, the the color that did pop was mainly yeah the reds or the oranges, which, you know, especially like the blood. We you know we 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 chalk it up to you know her being a vampire and the blood and and stuff like that. And yes, no, absolutely. Like, yeah, a lot a lot of it. Just again, very depressing, very drab. But then that splash of color, you know, just to just to convey what's. You know, because ultimately what's happening here is, look, she's a vampire. So, you know, and... uh, And I also see her, too, as uh, kind of his alter ego in a way. This She becomes the devil on his shoulder. You know, the she's kind of his Tyler Durden almost, right? The person that they only, they hang out and people kind of see, but really the two of them don't intermingle with other characters. So their scenes together are, are kind of, she's the one that's, living out his violent fantasies in a way. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so the, the first victim, the, that was kind of a disaster. I, I I think he had to leave before he even got any blood. She got pissed off at him. He forgot um, the blood. He forgot the blood, yeah. Later, yeah, right? and and then so she had to kind of go out on her own, and she just, yeah, she just, I think she was underneath some, like, overpass thing. I don't know what it is, Uh because wasn't now he was Hakan was in a diner with some of the other residents of that complex there yeah and uh, one of the characters the one guy who I just couldn't get over that bothered the hell out of me came over and said hey you want to join us and he said no I gotta go yeah I'm in a rush or something and And, all of the neighbors were hanging out and drinking and they're kind of doing their walk home I love you man I love you too man type thing yeah and they split up and one of the characters notices something under a bridge, and you can take it from there. Oh yeah, no, I mean Ellie, and I—I I don't know his name. Was it Jock or something like Joke? Or Mikhail or something. It's I don't know. I, I know it started with the J, and I'm sure I, I'm gonna butcher it. But We're yeah, he, him all day long. he was he was walking under, and then he sees Ellie there, and and she's crying out essentially, "Hey, help me!" or whatever. And then he goes to help her. He picks her up, and then she attacks him, and. Yep. And you know she gets her feet on, and and what 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 I what blew me away it was just this was done in 
almost everything that was done was it was in the open. It was almost like they wanted to get caught. Um, you know, even Ellie, like, I mean, because we see the neighbor across the way, the cat guy, Yeah, the cat guy's literally on his balcony and, and he sees the whole happen, thing. Right. It was like, it wasn't like anything was, was being hid. It was just there. And that's what, that's what I, what blew me away because typically in, in vampire movies, they're always so secretive and they always got to do it in the back alley and no one's around and all these other things. No, this was all out in the open. Yes. You know? And so, and that's what threw me off. Um, In the shadows, but it didn't throw me off as much because the the environment itself is so unwelcoming that yeah, yeah, they're it's really just the kid and the drunks outside, and they're walking home. But people are locked up in their houses. They're nice and cozy, and yeah. just the one crazy cat guy is the one who <laughs> crazy cat guy. something. Yeah, and, and by the time he gets everybody, you know, she's kind of done a haphazard job of kicking the snow yeah. over the top of it. Doesn't do a very good job of hiding it. No. But a con had to come and get the body. And, yeah, and, he had to throw it in the water, right, or something? Now, what was, was that? I, I it was. But here's the thing, because remember later on in the movie, um, when they're at the lake and when uh, Oscar finally sticks up for himself, they're on the field trip where they're ice skating on the yeah, lake and the yeah. two girls that have to go to the bathroom, find a body in the water. Was that this yeah, guy? That was that guy. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I think he, yeah, I think he just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, he had to, he had to go, obviously she just left the body there. Ellie did. Yeah. He had to go take care of it. He just, he threw it in the nearest place he could, which was, it was the water. And then, yeah. And, and I think he pushed it down. He pushed him down with like a broom handle or something just something. to try to try to get it at him out of the way so that he wasn't, you know, if someone was walking by, they wouldn't see him. Sure. And, uh, and so, and then, and then I think he, and then I think he goes to a, Hakan goes to like, he's watching these, I don't know, these, I would say older, I would say maybe 15 to 18-year-old boys in there uh, playing basketball. Sure. And he's he's scoping out the next victim. And But everything was so sloppy and careless, man. Like, he grabs this kid. Well, his friends are waiting for him. It's not yeah. like it's some random, some homeless person or stranger or yeah. someone that has no, no one. Literally, his friends are out there waiting for him. Well, maybe he's getting desperate, too. I mean, he can't do that forever. No. Eventually... Yeah anybody's going to be able to overpower him. Now, another thing you're thinking is, is he, you know, doing so, is he helping her in the hopes that she'll turn him into a vampire someday and that he'll be able to live forever? That's the, oh. that's the cliche for the, when a vampire has a, a human helper. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see it. I think he's just, he's tired. We're catching him on the tail end of his thing. And it just yeah. so happens that, she's meeting Oscar and I'm cynical. And I think that's exactly what's going on is she's, you know, she's training his replacement. Yeah. Seems He's def- Tommy Lee Jones and Oscar's <laughs> Will Smith and the men in black. And yeah, He's the new guy. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely feels that way, man. Now that you say it, I just, I didn't even think about that. I don't know why I didn't think about that. It's now it's so friggin' obvious. But. She could be casing him too. She sees a kid who's bullied. He doesn't have friends. He's got, yeah. you know, unattentive parents. Just, just a mom who's always at work. He's easy you know, prey, man. Easy I mean, he, he really is. Going back to the themes of abuse and grooming, even you know, she if she were for the lack of a better word, the pedophile in this story. Yeah, she's targeting this kid who would have been the perfect candidate for somebody to abuse. So 
it's interesting. I don't want to jump ahead, but but it but it it's on the lines of what you're saying. At the very end of the movie, when they're leaving together, it's like he's twelve. Yeah, but where they're going? But but they're just on a train, and they're, they're you know. I mean, they're starting a new life somewhere at, and, and so it totally makes sense that what you're saying, man, yeah. I mean, cause where are you going at 12? I mean, she may be 300. And we don't a, need to know. She's probably got that all figured out. They're probably. going to the same place that, you know, she took 12 year old Hakan at the time. Yeah. They're going to go find some drab apartment and give somebody, you know, whatever cash she's got lying around. That isn't going to ask any questions because we've already established that all the adults in this are turning a blind eye to all the horrible things that are going on. That if at any point a teacher or a neighbor or uh, a parent had been even the slightest bit attentive to this kid, yeah, they would have noticed that something was going on. Well, but he'd been bullied for a while, right? Yeah. And and no one like I mean, you would think the teachers at least would know something. Yeah. Like someone at you know, and then it's well, and then when the he teacher, comes, yeah, when they leave the classroom and the, the class is over and the teacher's out of there before the kid leaves, like what teacher would bail out on the classroom right? with the kid still sitting there? Yeah, and then I didn't they hit him in the, I mean, what, what, what did he get hit with in the? Was it like a switch or something, something like a something from like a tree, like a car antenna or something? something maybe, yeah, when but, the one kid hit him and it literally sliced his cheek open and and his, he's like, oh, I fell at school. No, yeah, but that's the other thing too. Like something that's weird about Oscar is is that they weren't getting any reaction out of him. They said keep keep hitting him. They kept hitting him, kept hitting him, yeah. and he wasn't reacting at all. Like he just stood there and almost looked like he would have been disassociating from the act, you know, like an abused kid might during the act. And he just stayed mm. still, kept quiet. And I don't know. The more yeah. I think about it, the more disturbed I get with the ideas that are uh-huh. rolling around in my head. <laughs> right. What's going on in this, but right. Well, we know he, you know, he's, I mean, at this point, I mean, he's uh, definitely Oscar and Ellie have this, this relationship. Uh, he, he creates some sort of like, I don't know what this was. Some way for them to communicate through the walls, um, some sort of coding. Yeah, he's, um, well, he was looking through the book and he was learning Morse yeah. codes. So. Well, yeah, and they, but they, you know, they're they're hanging out. Uh, you know, we we get a lot of uh, of this. You could definitely tell he is falling for Ellie, and and I, I don't know at what point, you know, he 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 kind of asked her to go steady. That might have been later on, and she makes a comment about not being a. Not being a girl, and see, in my head, I just chalked that up. Well, she's a vampire, and she's classifying herself as a vampire, not a girl. But then there's a scene later on when, when uh, she's uh, trying on or putting on one of his mother's dress, and he takes a quick peek sure. to see, and it looks like she had, it looks like she was had been castrated, some kind of a scar. Yeah, yeah. So Which, I it, there, I know that both of us probably didn't read the book and i no, know, I, I just dec- yeah. i just found out today that there was a book so i read a couple of quick reviews and and someone had said like you get much more of her backstory or oh, okay. ellie's backstory um in the book and that's definitely something i'm going to go check out is the book okay but, did yeah. it say because what i had read and I, I did not read the book but what i read was you know someone out there says well that it, uh, she was a uh, she, he Ellie was a, 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 a boy, and then when, when he was turned into a vampire, he was castrated. Huh. And then, I don't know, over time, did she just grow, you know, Ellie just grew out her hair, and 
and and perceive you know is per, the perception is that she's a, because Oscar obviously thinks she is, but you know, and so I, I I don't know. Well, this is the type of story that I think what's more interesting than what's being said on the screen is what's going through the heads of the characters in the film and in in the book you get that's the great thing about books is you get to find out what's going on yeah, in the yeah. heads of the characters so you yeah. get backstory on ellie you'll you'll get an idea of what's going on in, in oscar's head so. yeah because yeah we're just only i mean there's only so much you can do in a, in say i don't know i think this is close to two hours you know I, there's there's stuff that i have with, you know, with his father, like, is that reason, like, they divorced? Is, is something happening with the father that he's just uncomfortable with? But we, we're just assuming it is by what we see, but we, uh, we, nothing's ever said. We don't know. Yeah, you get two visits with the father. And the first time that he goes to see his father, you realize this is where he gets to come out of his shell. This is where Oscar yeah. is happy. This is yeah. where he's animated. This is where he goes and has fun. You're like, okay. He's living in this crappy place with his mom who's probably working her butt off that so much that she can't pay attention to what's going on with him. But when he goes to see his father, you know, he has a great relationship with his father and he gets to be himself. He's away from all of his problems. And then there's the second visit with his father where the same thing's going on. His father's attentive. He's there with him. And then suddenly that other character comes in and his father doesn't look all that happy to see him. Yeah. And... In my head, I'm realizing, oh, what's going on is that his father's a closet homosexual, yeah. and he told his boyfriend not to come around when when, when Oscar's here. there. Yeah, and his boyfriend said, "Screw that! I'm going to come meet your kid." And he walks in the door, and everything comes to his, you know, yeah. the record screeches and stops pretty much. And he yeah. goes right to the cabinet. You know, the kid says, "Oscar says, hey, are we still playing?" He's like, "No, nah, we have a guest now." Yeah. And what not, did he bring out? Some like vodka, a of liquor, and that's it. We're yeah. drinking. Yeah, and you so. could tell totally tell the tone. It's just yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so so I don't know if Oscar knows, you know, what's happening. Maybe he he does. Uh, either way, he's uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable. Doesn't want to be around it. We realize, At, you know, it, it sucks because it was it was kind of heartbreaking because you're like, yeah. okay, he's in a safe place now. Oscar's in this place where it, his the only positive environment that he has. Yeah. And you realize, oh, that's not positive either. There's something, yeah. something else. Yeah. Well, not that it's negative, but well, well, you know, I yeah, but I mean, the father obviously had his reasons, and you know, and 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 maybe the divorce is fairly new, and you know, and he and the father himself is trying to figure out things, and so you know, and then all of a sudden it happens, and it's like, okay, well, he doesn't know how to react. And then Oscar's uncomfortable, and it's, you know, and so, yeah, it's, and it's tough because, I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, his mom's working a lot, so she's probably tired. She always seems to be in a bad mood. <laughs> the only it's thing a he, compliment to the film, too, like that yeah. scene with the, the dad and the other guest, that they didn't have to have a scene where the, we're going to call him the boyfriend, yeah has to pull him aside and, and say, oh, I told you not to come here. Yeah, he yeah. says, I don't care, I'm going to meet your kid. They didn't have to tell us that. You can show yep. us one little thing, and yep. we can draw these, come to these yeah. conclusions ourselves. Something that seems as obvious as day now that we're, you know, talking about it, and yeah. you see it this time. This movie is very much the show. Don't tell. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, let's see. Uh, and I mean, it's 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 sad, man, because it's like it's like the only the only good thing that oscar has going for him is this vampire right the neighbor the neighbor vampire 
you know, is, is, I mean, it sounds terrible. It sounds sad. And I have, I, I just, I lost all my sympathy for Oscar really when, when I realized I'm like, this is a school shooter. This is a kid that if Ellie didn't come along, would have shot up the school at some point. Yeah. I mean, he could have, I mean, yeah, I just, I can't get over the fact he would have done something terrible. Later. Uh, man, I don't think it would have. ended well, well, so, so, so then maybe, I mean, maybe it was a good thing that Ellie came along. And maybe Ellie's the manifestation of that terrible act that he maybe. would have done eventually. Yeah. You know, all the same things happened to the people around him. The, yeah, you know, maybe. The bullies all got it. A lot of the neighbors got it. You know, they did. They did. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Hakan, um, when he tries to get the one kid that goes south um he ha- he has acid on him yeah. too and so you think i think he knows that that yeah. either this one's not going to go well or the next one's not going to go well so he's got this contingency plan apparently it seems that way it seems like a terrible contingency plan but i i think it i think yeah if if, if it doesn't work out and you're going to be caught you have to disfigure yourself with that with the acid that way no one can put together that you and Ellie, um, you know, that you guys live together. That way they can't go and find her. I think that was the idea. Yeah. Or was it that, you know, because he spilled the acid um, when the boys were coming in where he spilled the acid. So he didn't have it all. He didn't have the amount that he had intended to use. True. And that's why he was only able to disfigure himself. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe you're right, man. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, Ellie goes to visit him in the hospital. Um, she, she walks uh, fe- in barefoot, barefoot. Yeah. Goes in the hospital. And then I think she, oh, this, I did love this scene. I had to actually pause it and rewind it. Cause when she, when she went out the, 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 the door of the hospital and the nurse is looking for her. She was on the building, yeah. climbing up the building. I was like, "Damn, that's cool." It says it's great. It's great that the effects that they use in this were very subtle and yeah. very limited. And that when you did see her doing something extraordinary, like climbing up the side of a building, that's not the focal point of the shot. It was in yeah. the background of the shot. So yes, it no, a lot for of sure. Right on the filmmaker's yeah. part. No, I had to stop it and fast and, and rewind and go. Oh, damn, that's cool. She's like there the whole time, but she's not moving because she doesn't want to give herself away. And then sure. she and then she climbs up the building and she goes to Hakan's room and you know there's this little scene with them and then she ends up fe- you know feeding yeah, off of him the the last act of devotion that yeah. he had to her was to offer her his neck yeah and then he ends up falling out the window and dies Very um, disturbingly so yeah that looked real dude yeah. i mean was, when the body good. hit the i don't know what it was underneath it looked like some big An awning or something something yeah. and hit it i'm like damn and uh so yeah i mean um so hakan is so, yeah. yeah godspeed hakan hakan yeah, yeah. Dios and whatnot but we <laughs> yeah. say goodbye to hakan at this point yeah he's he's gone and then you know we still we get some other stuff with oscar nelly i mean he's definitely into her he takes her to this little i don't know what this was was this some sort of like place where the kids these teenagers go to kind of hang out i don't know you know they and then he took her to the candy shop or something he took like the candy that. shop she tried the candy threw up um and then took her to the spot and they were going to become like kind of like 
Blood Brothers, right? His idea yeah. was to let me cut and you do it. And of course, you know, she she ends up he the blood's dripping onto the floor and she jumps to the ground and starts drinking it up and Lapping okay. It up. And if he didn't know, now he knows. <laughs> yeah. And the the last time I watched it this time, it was something that I didn't notice the last time around was the effect that there was a different actor. Uh she lifts her face up yeah. and then you realize it's like a middle aged man's face, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or a middle-aged woman's face. Yeah, or something, But it yeah. was not her face. Was not. Yeah. Like, and the voice seemed to change. Yeah. It seemed to get uh, deeper. And, you know, it just sounded like someone older. Yes. And then when she, um, when she, you know, she seemed embarrassed or whatever and ran out and went up to the tree. Yeah. And you could see the face and the face looked, it almost looked like a different face than before. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know what that was about, though, man. Cool. Like, I thought that was just cool little effects. Oh, I thought it was cool, yeah. Of, of yeah. having different faces that, you know, she's physically shape-shifting. And there are points where I think where her, you know, quote-unquote true form comes out. Maybe it happens when she hasn't fed it, you know. Or maybe. maybe you know, she's a, they shape-shift in one degree or another. Yeah. Do you think there was a scene earlier on when he says you smell funny? So when when she's not, when she's hungry, what sort of smell do you think it 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 gives I'm off? Death, man. Like I don't death. Know. No, she's vamp- you know because she's dying because we saw the Lost Boys. You know, vampires yeah, yeah. smell bad. <laughs> it's vampires, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she's getting ready to. Uh, so, so I think she's going to end up attacking. And again, I forget the character's name. Um, I don't know if I forget. I forget. I, I'd probably butcher it anyways. But the girlfriend, she's going to end up attacking her, but doesn't feeds on her a little bit, but doesn't kill her. So yes. she ends up turning into a vampire. And that that brings us back to the uh, good old vampire lore. And what are the rules of vampires in this? You know, in this regard, um, she had to attack because Hakan failed and died. So now she is going to have to get the next victim herself, which. Was it the crazy cat guy, or was it somebody else? So I okay. So I no, thought it was somebody else. Yeah, I thought it was someone else because I know the crazy cat guy's in another scene after that. Which I I'll talk about that scene. If there was any scene that I just could not do, I just hated was the the CGI of all the cats. Yeah, because the the one because when the one girl gets bit, she goes into the house, yes. and all the cats can sense that you know she's evil. And they all attack her, and it was, dude, it was bad. It was horrible. The, yeah, it was. It looked, it just. It was laughable. It was the only thing in the movie that I just was like, couldn't you have figured out a different way of doing it? Because I thought everything they did up to that point, and then after that was great, more practical stuff. Uh, they, they simplified everything, and then you throw these CGI cats in, it looked terrible. Yeah. And then doesn't she, doesn't this woman end up in the hospital? Because yes. of the attack, yeah. Because so, well, he, he, she, Ellie had been feeding on someone, and then the, you know, did the woman come along at that point or something? But, I, um, but anyway, she had been bit, yeah. And we had already established that almost immediately she was sleeping with the blinds closed, and her hand kind of went into the light a little bit, and she got burned. Yes, yeah. And she rolled over, so she's obviously metamorphosizing. Um, but she shows up because uh, Luke, who was the other character I couldn't really stand in this, was sitting with the crazy cat guy yeah. and talking about his buddy that was left. He was the best, and now I've got nothing. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, and 
So she shows up and they're like, oh, there's a lot of people. It's a party in here tonight. And yeah. she comes in. She's obviously on something and the cats attack her yeah. and she freaks out. The, uh, you know, they come and take her away and they take her to the hospital. The hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Which one, another part that took me out of it was you realize she's in the hospital with her hands tied down. But Hakan was in the hospital having obviously <laughs> attempted to kill somebody yes. without so much as a guard in the room. You know, well, there wasn't, was there? He just comes right out and they open the window. He opens the window. Yeah. And, but yeah, yeah. I digress. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so she ends up, so she ends up in the hospital and. I think she understood. I think she's come to the realization that she is a vampire. I probably hard to believe, but she could. I don't know if she came to the conclusion that she was a vampire, but that she has been infected with something. Infected. That's what she said. The, the, she did the girl say that, that attacked didn't she? me. Uh, infected you know, infected me. me with something. And then so. she. And do you think though that what? when she had the doctor yeah, open, do exactly. you think it was just to so test us maybe, to see? Yeah, ah. I think you might be right that yeah. you know she said I. Or at least we've already established at that point that she knows sunlight burns her. Whether she's yeah. come to the conclusion that she's a vampire or not, she knows that the sun is going to harm her. Yeah, yeah. And and so she asked the, the doctor to open up the window, and it she, she basically yeah. combusts, right? And she Well, obviously she isn't any better, and she still <laughs> looks like shit. And the guy walks in, he's like, hey, it's a good day. You're probably going home today. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think you're right, pal. Yeah, yeah. But, but then yeah, she, she, yeah, she... Burst into, into flames. flames, and yeah, so she uh, she ends up dying. Now, her boyfriend is her boyfriend the one that's named Luke. Yes. So, so he goes to Ellie's house, right? Does he get after d- that? Yes. Does he get some sort of like, huh, like a light bulb moment? Like, well, he knows that the, the story the, from his previous buddy that had been killed, the crazy cat guy, was saying that a kid did it, and he now knows that a kid attacked her too. And so I think he's put two and two together that there's the weird guy that moved in next door with the kid and all of this started then. And he had to get at least somewhat of a look at her. So she has to fit the description of the kid that that he's seen. So I think he has put two and two together and he's going to investigate yeah, yeah, apartment. And he goes to, yeah, he goes to her apartment, and I think uh, when he gets in there, Oscar's in the kitchen, but he's hiding, right? Right. And uh, so Luke goes into the bathroom where Ellie is, because it's during the day. She's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, I think he goes to kill her, and then I... I, I, he, I, it up, I he pulls a knife out, and he's getting ready to stick it in her throat, right? Yeah, I think so. And then I think Ellie, I don't know, I don't and know if Oscar comes Oscar in Oscar comes in, and Oscar pulls his knife. Oh, that's and right. And he says yeah. something along yeah. the lines of stop or don't. Yeah. And it wakes her up. Yeah. And, and then she, yeah. hilarity ensues. Yeah. And then she ends up, she ends up killing him. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to, th- so at this point, man, I'm trying to think like, how's, so at what point we know there's still some bullying here and there, but at what point does, I'm trying, well, to, I'm trying to. I think we skipped over some stuff. I'm too sure there is because man. there was the the scene. There's plenty of scenes where they are courting, so to speak. Yeah, where he goes into her apartment and she starts showing him, you know, all these trinkets and artifacts. Yeah, and that's true. What you assume are things that that she's collected, and she said, you know, yeah. touch that egg, you could you could sell that and buy a nuclear power plant, which I yeah. thought was an interesting reference. <laughs> yeah. I thought- um, but she, you know, she tells him she's got money, and she here take all this money, and yeah. Um, 
but right. he doesn't want to take it because he's like, well, it's from your victims, and he doesn't. I he doesn't. I thought he said that. I like these. He it, might have said that if it, you know. So right. he doesn't feel good about taking the money. Um, but yeah, because he was telling her that he needed to go distribute flyers or something. Oh to yeah, earn money. to turn and She's money. like, you don't need to do that. I got. Money. <laughs> yeah, here you go. She's like, I just need a daddy. <laughs> just, I just need a handler. But uh, <laughs> so, and then there was the scene where they go on the field trip. And it's the scene oh, God, where, thank where you. Oscar yeah. finally uh, stands St- up yeah. for, for himself. Yeah, where he hits. Uh, yeah, what were they? What were they trying to do to him? Um, um, well, they were saying, you know, which was funny because one of the things that the excuse me that they said was, "Hey, we're going ice skating. Have fun. Watch out for the hole in the ice over there." <laughs> yeah, and then the kid comes around <laughs> in his ear and says, "You want to go swimming?" Yeah, and uh, so the kids. They're, they're doing their thing or whatever, and then Oscar finds a stick or a pole, and it's bright red. And so at yeah, that point, yeah. I realized, yeah, that's kind of cool, that yeah. the red thing. Uh, and the kid comes up to him, and they're going to bully him, and then Oscar says, hey, they're like, what are you going to do with that stick? And he says, I'm going to hit you with it if you, you know, if, if you, you try to do with, anything. Yeah, yeah. anything. And uh, so he finally cranks back and whacks the bully on the side of the head. He hits back just like Ellie told him to. Yeah. Kid falls down, bloody ear, freaking out. And at the same point in time, he's falling down and screaming. The other little girls discover the body Yeah, that's frozen in the lake. That uh, Hakan had thrown in however long yes. ago that was. Which, yeah, yeah, we've established what had yeah. to be that guy. Yeah, had so. to be that guy. Yeah, and then I think they chainsaw him out. He's frozen. Yeah, they chainsawed him out. It's yeah. <laughs> all frozen and just kind of stiff. And yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think, man. What else? Um, yeah, you were talking about the one part where uh, where she uh, she does she come into his house and he doesn't invite her in. Yes, and he, and he's messing with her. It's like. Well, he's, he's kind of being a dick about it. He's testing her. You yeah, know? he's, he's te- like, yeah. Because it, at some point right after that, he establishes, he asks her, are you a vampire? Yeah. And she, I think she just flat out said yes. And that's and then, really the only time we hear, like, I think the, the, the word vampire is only used once, I think, through the think entire film, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, like, the same, I, I love a zombie movie where they don't say the word zombie yeah, exactly or yeah. you know man they of don't Steel, state the obvious it's they, like we know what it is you don't need to state it right? it's just you know it's uh, been done we we all know what it is we we do you we do, do need the one yeah. character to establish verbally that yes that's what this is but you don't need people saying vampire this vampire that it can yeah. easily devolve quickly into cliche and kitsch pretty much pretty much but when he invite he doesn't invite her in and she comes in and she starts like bleeding dude yeah she's bleeding out of all of her pores her hair follicles her eyes her nose her mouth her ears and huh. i thought that was a really cool scene i did too i i, I did i you know um and he no. invites her in he says that's enough yeah you've proven it Gives her a hug, I'm sorry, you know, type of thing. And and I think that's may, that may be where she goes and changes. Because mom comes home. Doesn't mom come home? I think so. Yeah, and then she had to sneak out the window. She Now, this is the thing I, I did like is, is that, you know, one of the tropes for vampires, they're like, they can fly, they do these things. And we, we it's implied that she is flying. But Something. we never see it. Or she can crawl along the yeah, buildings. Like yeah. maybe she doesn't fly, but she can definitely. Um, you know, there is a, a thing with the weight because when he first sees her, she's standing on top of the jungle gym. And I don't know if you caught this, but when she jumped off the jungle gym and landed, it's they're very 
clearly saying that she didn't her knee didn't buckle at all. She didn't have to brace herself oh. when she landed. She landed softly. Yeah. So I think she can defy gravity in one way or another. Mm. The thing is, I do I do like is that we've we've seen enough of stuff like that. This type of movie just doesn't warrant that. It's again, it's yeah. showing less, right? It's a, a much more. It's intimate, implied, yeah. but it's we don't need to see it. Yes. We, we, we're able to fill in the gaps exactly, which I think I more movies should do this. It's we yeah. don't need to see the spectacle. Yeah. We can are very we're capable of filling in the blanks. When you yeah. leave us a little spot to fill with our imaginations, we become much more engaged in the film. Yeah, yeah. I, but the, I think the problem, Jake, is a lot of directors or movies they don't have the skills to do that. Yeah. I, I don't think they do, man. Or maybe I, they're I, just you know they're working with the union and the union is maybe. telling them you know our uh, CGI department needs to get <laughs> you know sixty percent shots. They haven't hit their you know, yeah, yeah. So, yet, so we're gonna have to make like fifty uh, really terrible looking cats uh, that are gonna, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I spent all the money on the cats. <laughs> I think they did. I don't know what other. I was trying to think, like rewatching they, this, like what other CGI was there? I like, don't know. It just seemed like the cats. Like it it's was like, the and most it was known one cat because I feel like it was the same cat's face pasted <laughs> on all the cats, on making all the, cats. the same expression, the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's funny. Um, so, uh, any, what other scenes before we kind of get towards the end here? Um, well, I think, uh, what other stuff have we glossed over, uh, is shortly after Hakan falls out the window and we say goodbye to him is when she shows up at his house and they sleep together. And I think that's kind of like the symbolic bonding, you know, where Ah. where they obviously, they, they, don't have sex in the film, but they no, sleep no, together naked, yeah. which is their bonding moment where from that time on, they, it's them, you know, they yeah. establish that the two of them are a pair and, and he is now Hakan. So mm. she transfers from Hakan to Oscar. Yeah, that's true. He didn't seem weirded out by it at all. You know, no, he's a disassociative kid. Like he's, he's a maniac in there. And See, so that's the thing. Nothing's going to weird because him out. At twelve, I would have been weirded out by that, but but now that you're talking about this, I just yeah, man, maybe you're right. Maybe he was just uh, a week away from shooting up the school because he was it's just not a week, a few years, few years. Yeah, He's, yeah. like he is an absolutely troubled kid. There yeah. is he is a maniac under the surface of this twelve year old kid. I'm convinced yeah, of that. Man. Yeah, and I didn't honestly until you started saying it. Really didn't look at it like that. I, I guess. I don't know, you know. I, I guess I was looking at the good in him, and, and this this kind of, I don't know, this love story between the two. But yeah, now that we're talking, it, it's I'm an like, ugly story, dude. I'm, yeah. Well, which seems to be fitting of this. I mean, really, the whole movie we've talked about it. The the dreariness and dread and fucking. It's just. It's all just. Ugh. Yeah. The only color. Yeah, we're looking at this scene right now with the mother wearing the dress. It's just the red. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all. That, honestly, everything else is just so muted, and it's just so. Uh, it just seems so depressing. Yeah, everything about it is depressing. You know, um, yeah, but, it takes place at a time of the year when everything's dead. Well, I mean, obviously, it was an, it was an, it was intentional, right? How can we make this film feel this way? Well, yeah, let's do it during winter. Yeah. You know. Um, I felt that way through the whole movie. It just felt so, ugh. 
just drab and depressing. It, it really did, man. It really did. Um, what else did we maybe miss? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We don't have to talk about every scene, but anything that before we kind of get near, kind of near the end. I um, think toward the end, you know, once, um, once they. Oh, I know, I lost my place. Ah, forget it. Oh, that's okay. It'll come back. It'll to come me. back to you. I mean, I know. We we find out that the one kid that um, Oscar hit has an older brother. Yes, and and the older brother um, wants a little bit of revenge. Uh, yeah, and that leads us into the, the kind of the, scene. the, the, the climax this movie. Yeah. You know this scene, and it's a great climax. It is a great climax, and it is probably the scene that um, most people would would know. Uh, you know, and these kids are premeditating this too. So they put yeah. the one kid up, the one kid that is the assistant of Oscar's coach. Which you know, throughout the film, he's decides to go train. Yeah, he's his, lifting weights. You coach, know, he's yeah. trying to. You know, he's because look, he's he's been taking a beating for a while, and he's tired of taking that beating. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get stronger by by taking yeah by lifting some weights and stuff. And so yeah. He gets a phone call um, from yeah one of the kids, one of the other kids, yeah one of yeah. the other kids. Hey, you know, and so Oscar's. Ah, I'm not sure if I'm going, but he ends up going, mm-hmm. and it looks it does seem like a, just a normal. And there's kids there at the swimming pool, definitely. Like because he's doing, he, you know, he's lifting weights, but he's also doing like, um, he, you know, he's doing laps and stuff. Yeah, I think they said he was doing what like water aerobics or something, something like that, something silly and yeah. embarrassing. And then, but you know, he's there, and then I think uh, they the the bullies start a fire outside, which which prompts his his instructor to leave, yes. which gives them the opportunity to do some damage to Oscar, to torment him, to to really hurt him, and they sh- they basically tell all the other kids to get the hell out. Yeah. And I don't know if they locked the doors. I don't know if that happened at all. Um, but it was basically Oscar in the pool. The older brother and then the three bullies. But honestly, it was really just... I mean, I know they were part of the group, but it was really the one kid and his brother. And it happens as a result of Oscar hitting his kid brother in in the ear with the stick. And so he comes in, they plan this all out, and they're going to hurt him in some way. And so the idea here is, look... um, you know, if you can hold your breath underwater, I think it was for three minutes. Three was minutes. it three minutes? Yeah, three minutes. If you can do it for three minutes, I'm just going to give you a little nick. And he's got a switchblade. If if you can't, you're going to get hurt more. And I'm just kind of curious on what hurt more would have been. Who knows? What do you, you know, you're cutting off a damn limb. What's like, happening all here? Of these, all of these people are psychopaths. But, you know, the the, the brother is, is the, the initial bully. He's um he's reluctant with this. He's feeling bad. Yes. And and the one I know the one kid goes to sit on the um the bleachers and puts his head down. You got the one kid who's clearly had enough. And I and think he ends up surviving. Yes, I think yeah. He was he's the, the one, one that, that ends up surviving because show these this the shot of it afterward. He's still sitting. He's there still with sitting his head there. In his hands. Yeah. But um but what we got here is uh Oscar underwater with the 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 one brother. Uh, he has his hand basically he's grabbing his hair and he's yes. pushing him down. And um, and that we get that for a little bit, and then all of a sudden we get this like, go ahead and explain it, Jay. Yeah, you this great scene, and I had looked into it, and you know this was not CGI. They did all of these with practical effects, and and you, so you see, you hear something a crunch, if you will, and suddenly you see two feet uh, over Oscar's right shoulder, running down the length of the pool. So these feet are 
underneath the water. The shot, obviously, is Oscar under the water. And you yeah. see these feet run the length of the pool. Kind of like being pulled, right? Yes. Kind of like being and pulled through the water. Being yeah. pulled out of the water, and then suddenly a, <laughs> a head, a bloody head, <laughs> drops into the water. And then you hear a crunch, and the arm that's holding Oscar's head <laughs> under the water Let's go and fall. Let's into the go and fall. Whose head? You think it was the older brother's I head? I think the it was the head of the kid. No, it wasn't the older brother's because the older. Uh, it was the kid that was the coach's assistant. The kid that called him. I think. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's who that was. Because that's was, whose head it was. Because I thought the older brother was missing the head. Yeah, and the older brother, um, he might have been missing his head too. I don't know. A beautiful part about this is this scene is that they didn't show you any of this stuff happen. You're yeah. just catching what you would have seen if you were under the water with yeah. with Oscar, which the movie is told from his point of view anyway. So yeah. it makes sense that he's not going to see all of this happen. But he comes out of the water and he sees her. She's looking right at him in his eyes. She's got blood all over her face and he just smiles real big, which again, the kid's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> I can't argue with you here, man. I, I, I want to, but I, I can't. The way we, the more we talk about this, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But I you mean, see the aftermath. You see the bully, the, the original bully kid lying in a pool of blood. You see the, the older brother lying in a pool of blood. You see the headless you know, coach's assistant on the end of the pool yeah. where he got done in. <laughs> and then, of course, you see the one kid that had clearly had enough of all the bullying and just yeah. didn't have the stomach for it. You He's know, okay. Not looking. He's not looking, he, but he's okay. Yeah. He survives. He you survives. Know? He survives. But now, is this when they leave, man? Is this literally, it's I mean. It's right after that that they leave, yeah. They leave, right? I think it cuts right from that to the scene in the train. In the train? And where then, where um, he's sitting there and it's daylight and um, uh, she's, she, in the trunk. she's in the trunk because they're doing some sort of they're like. Doing a, the Morse code. The Morse code. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's that. That's that's let the right uh, the right one in. I mean, that's, I still it's still debatable on whether he did or not let the right one in, but that's that's the movie. I think they they found each other, and I think she you know picked the right candidate. I think that if he's either one way or another, he's going to be taking Hakan's place. So if if yeah. it's a love story. And that's it. He's still going to have to be that guy I, for her. I, you know what I think, man? I think, again, I, 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 I think you're right on the money, but I do think it's it's not just as simple as you're my handler, my friendly, or whatever the heck they call it, and go get me my stuff. You're, you're kind of like my servant. That's I truly believe there was a relationship at some point with Hakan and Ellie. And then it just, obviously, he became older. and you know, She's older, but she's also in a 12-year-old body. And I think... She does seem to care for for uh, Oscar. Maybe, but what, I, I do. Three hundred year old human being. I don't know. See in a twelve year old kid. That's the thing. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know if she's. I, what the hell do you remember after three hundred years? Can yeah. you remember two hundred and what eighty eight years prior? I mean, fuck, I don't dude. know what I was doing three hundred days ago. That's so. I know. Me too. I've held last week, man. For me, I, I don't know. I. I I definitely think it's, yeah, I mean, I think he's become that, but I, I think it's more than just just the, the, the fact that you need to now go get me these things. Yeah. Because I don't see, I know you're saying Oscar, <laughs> you know, he's crazy, he's a psycho, but I think Oscar right now is not there yet. 
It's going to take a lot to coax Oscar into bringing Ellie blood. Well, I think it's, you know, again, like I said before, it's a litmus test. You're romantic, and I'm a cynic. Yeah. And I'm seeing all the <laughs> ugly things that are, yeah. that are going on in the subtext. I'm only reading ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. And you saw a fairy tale. I saw <sighs> well, a psychopath get groomed. Well, I did until you ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I got nah. some work to do on myself. <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, I've got a surprise. I didn't see what I'm typically, I'm typically kind of like a half, half empty guy, like the glass is half empty. And so, so the fact that I completely missed it, it, I I don't know, man, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've changed. Maybe I've grown and matured. 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 So did you ever, did you ever see the American remake? I did not. Um, And I think I read earlier that there might be another remake happening this year for the same movie so uh, a third I, one i did no investigating it, oh, but i did interesting i, I did mm. run a search yeah. and saw that there was a let the right one in 2022 so i don't know maybe oh. maybe hulu's doing a series oh i could see a series i mean there's a lot of those happening these days um i think i would check that out right. i have no i have no um Urge to see the American remake? I think I did see it a couple of years ago. Did you? You know, it's got uh, Cody Smith-McGee and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, okay. I I did see it. They're both great kid actors, great actors in their own right. And it was directed by Matt Reeves, who most recently did the last uh, Batman movie. or the He did the Planet of the Apes uh, trilogy. Oh, Oh, he did. Okay, okay. Oh, interesting. Um, But it's a remake. It's a remake. I, I mean, I... I typically stay away from those, especially if I if I really enjoy the original. I think the only remake I can well no, there's a few, but the one I can that's glaring is the Crazies. Yeah. Uh, George Romero's The Crazies, the Timothy Oliphant one was just oh my god, it was so so much better that the, the original one was just garbage, dude. I just I couldn't I couldn't do, I could I don't think I could rewatch it now. Well, I think Hollywood has the capacity of improving on a film. I just don't think they have the will to do it anymore. It's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's think, a lot of bad ones out there. There's a there's I would say there's absolutely more bad ones than there are good absolutely. ones. Absolutely. Um, you know, but occasionally they they do it right. Um, but I just typically try to stay away from them. But a ser- series, I would I would definitely watch that. Yeah. There was definitely a time where I would tell you that if I loved a film, I'm absolutely interested to see another interpretation of the same story. Now, if that was the case, then yes. But what it really is, is it's a cash grab. And, you know, like I said, I think they're capable of improving or telling a story from a different perspective or a new way. But they just, they won't. They'll fuck it up. They always do. (laughs) They typically do. Yeah, they typically do. Occasionally they, I don't know, they do it well. But, um, all right, man. Um, Shit. I think that's uh, the left the right one in. Um Thanks again for coming out, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully we won't have to wait. Uh, I don't, dude. It it'd been a bit. Um, I don't. It's crazy on how time seems to be flying during this. Yeah. Well, this thing that we're going through still. It it. Uh, you would think it would drag, I but mean, it it doesn't. It damn, only dude. speeds up until we reach our inevitable death. <laughs> That's, I'm convinced you are so I'm a cynic, man. You're a cynic, man. Holy shit. Life is a relentless <laughs> march toward our inevitable death. 
Uh, that's hilarious. And dude. time just speeds up. Uh, well, it, I, I actually have, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I have, <laughs> the, mathematically it makes sense. It works out, right? When you're, when you're 10 years old and a year goes by, that's 10% of the total amount of time that you've been alive, right? Yeah. Well, every year you add to your age, that one year becomes a smaller and smaller percentage of the total amount of time that you've experienced on the planet, right? True. So one year when you're 30 is not the same as one year when you're 10. So you're, you know, you're perceiving life in a way that is, I don't know. Anyway, that was, that was my point. Mathematically, it makes sense to me that yeah. every year that goes by, the older you get is a smaller percentage of the amount of time that you have to reference that year to. So yeah, every year becomes more and more insignificant Ugh, every year that passes by. That's uh, that sucks. Just pay attention to the moments, kids. That's where it's all at. Yeah. If, if there is some silver lining here, do that. Yeah. yeah. Live, live life to its fullest, man. That's what I would say. All right, man. Well, thanks again, bud. I appreciate it. Uh, everyone who stuck around, appreciate you guys listening and uh, we'll yeah, take care. You listened all the way to the end. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ear for Fear Podcast, Twitter at Ear for Fear, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Ear for Fear Podcast. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.